This week on CSSE Podcast and to mark International Women's Day, I'm joined by Commonwealth Athlete and 2019 CSSE Sportsperson of the Year, Jodie Hughes. Jodie speaks to us about her story of joining CSSE, her participation in the 2018 Commonwealth Games and the challenges she faces as a female athlete and a successful civil servant. Hi everyone and welcome to the CSC podcast. Uh, today I have the pleasure of introducing Commonwealth Athlete and 2019 CSC Sports Person of the Year, Jodie Hughes. Welcome Jodie, hope you're keeping fit and well. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Good to have you on the podcast. Looking forward to talking to you today about um, your involvement with CSC and obviously your passion of uh, weightlifting. Um, so before we get into all of that, Jodie, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, how you joined the civil service, which department you joined and how you got into the CSSC membership. Okay, um, well, I joined HMRC around 12 years ago. Um, my background is largely, um, I went to university and I studied insects. Um, so how I got into tax, who knows? <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, um, when I joined HMRC, it wasn't long after um, kind of my first day where I heard a lot about all of the good things that CSSC do. I've heard a little bit about the sports events. Um, and it was your very own Stephen Toms, um, who was my mentor at the time when I first started. So he was kind of showing me the ropes about um, HMRC and, and how things, and he wanted me to really get involved on the social side of things. So it was, it was only a few days, I think, after joining where I, I was coerced into, into joining CSSC. Um, and it was it was more to join the basketball team. So we were having a discussion about um, the, the different sporting events and, and basketball. Stephen Toms is a fantastic basketball player, by the way. Um, and I hadn't played since I was a child. And so I was a little I was reminiscing a little bit about, you know, the experiences I had. And then he said, yep, join. You can play for Scotland. So <laughs> For me, oh, yeah. So for me, you know, that made me incredibly nervous. So it, it was one thing, you know, going and, and just playing around with friends. But then there's another thing about representing, you know, your, your region or your country. So for me, that made me really nervous, okay. um, especially kind of competing for that for that national team. So actually thinking back now, um, I was so nervous. I actually called in sick for the tournament because <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't really sure of my abilities. I wasn't confident. Um, but actually thinking back now, that was really silly. Um, what I found that everyone involved is incredibly inclusive. Um, there's people with all different skills, all different abilities. And it was actually just a, a lot of fun just to have some adult competition and some laughter and, and really creating some, some fun, fun memories, really. Great, that sounds great. Like, I think that's something we're going to cover a little bit later when we talk about your your weightlifting competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, that's really interesting to hear. But I'm, I'm sure you you quickly got over that, and um, Stephen got you into the fold quite quickly. I wanted to ask you a little bit about how you got into basketball. As a as a keen basketballer myself, um, how do you get involved uh, when you were a child? How did that work? So I grew up in Canada. You can probably tell I've got a bit of a strange accent. Um, the at that time you know where we were there wasn't a lot to do so everybody was involved in sports so I did a little bit of everything so 
I played a little bit of basketball. I played a little bit of ice hockey. Um, and for me, basketball was something I just kind of did um, like on the weekends or after school. Um, I played a little bit on, on my school team, um, but I'm really short. I'm only five foot tall. So I didn't really progress that well in the sport, but um, I can jump really high. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, and I guess, you know, after school and you're going to go into university and you start your career and stuff, you kind of lose that a little bit. But um, you're coming back to, to um, HMRC and, and CSSC and just bringing kind of that healthy working lives aspect and, and competition was, was really good for me to, to kind of bring back some of my old skills. And I haven't lost yeah. them, which is quite fun. I don't know. Excellent. Yeah. So just going on the, the CSC competition stuff, you've obviously competed um, for Scotland region, the basketball. You also did a little bit of beach volleyball, I understand as well. Oh my goodness, yes. So beach volleyball wasn't something that I ever thought I would do. Um, and it's actually, beach volleyball is held in Brighton uh, every year. Um, obviously last year it was, it was cancelled because of the pandemic. But honestly, this event is you know, it makes it for me. It makes my whole year. You're in the sunshine. You feel like you're on holiday somewhere. And being in Scotland, like I, we don't get a lot of sunshine out here in good weather. So for me, going down there is absolutely amazing. And I don't think I'd actually ever go to Brighton if it wasn't for CSSC. And, you know, it's brought me to lots of different places in the UK. And it's actually think a little bit differently about my staycations and, and actually exploring Britain a little bit more. So it's given me lots of opportunities there and, and incredible friends as well. Yeah, I think um, this is what CSSE does, doesn't it? It gives you opportunities to do things perhaps that you wouldn't normally do and sounds very much the case for you in terms of traveling around the country and, and meeting new people, making new friends. So um, that's really nice to hear actually, Jody. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, brilliant. I wanted to move on to uh, your sporting um, prowess and your, and your career there. It's interesting, actually, that you said that as a child you sort of did different sports. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that taking part in different sports sort of give you the skills, knowledge and sort of experience to, to do what you do now. Tell us a little bit more about how you got into weightlifting and how that started. Yeah, so if, if we think about the theme of the, the podcast today and, you know, International Women's Day, I think, you know, being a women, a woman in a, a strength sport um, really kind of makes me a little bit reflective, actually, because, you know, when I first started weightlifting, I was a bit kind of apprehensive because I've heard all of the rumors about, you know, you don't want to be doing strength sports. You don't want to get big. You don't want to get bulky. You don't want to look like a man. And obviously I didn't want that. So at the time I didn't really have any strong female role models in my life. I didn't really know anyone that was involved in the sport. It's really popular now, but at the time it wasn't. I started about eight years ago now. Um, but the more I learned about the sport, the more I surrounded myself with other strong, positive um, women, the more my confidence grew. And, and actually, the more I realized that the sport is for women and actually being a strong woman, woman is, is empowering. And, and for me, when I hear about women lifting weights and, and doing things every day to, to challenge those stereotypes really motivates me. And I know, you know, I was one of those people when I started that believed in those stereotypes. And I know that's probably what, what stopped me from progressing in the sport early on, probably stopped pro 
me from even thinking about it when I was a little bit younger and who knows where I would have been I only started weightlifting in my 30s so you know that's quite late to start um because you look at everyone you know that's at the Olympics now or that are really successful they're they're in their their you know mid-20s or or late teens so um for me starting later in life I probably will never reach my actual potential but I'm so grateful that I that I started um when I did because who you know I for, for me that the stereotypes really stopped me from you know maybe doing something completely amazing in the sport yeah sure it's really interesting actually you come to the sport quite late as you said um is it interested to know about sort of you, you say that the, the sports are a lot more popular now what what is the level of participation for women in in weightlifting so it's more than half now in Scotland. So there's there's more women than men that are weightlifting, which is absolutely amazing. Um, girl, like I, I hear the stories all the time because the my coach, he was at the Commonwealth Games, Ken Holland, um, back I think I want to say the seventies, but he he would kill me that I don't know this. <laughs> but um, he he you know at the time it was just men. Um, even at the Commonwealth Games, it wasn't until like very recently where um women were involved in in um the sport. So, you know, as I think CrossFit played a really big part mm. in in bringing, it, and that's how I got involved. I I, okay. I did CrossFit um to fill my time because I I was quite a, a competitive ice hockey player okay. um before moving to the UK. There isn't a big ice hockey presence here, and, and again. When I started ice hockey in Canada, not many girls did it. I don't, I don't know why I keep trying to challenge <laughs> these stereotypes and do things that um, aren't typically what you would think would be um, part of females. But again, ice hockey is very popular now, um, yeah. which, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's just interesting as well to hear a little bit more about sort of uh, how many female coaches are involved in you know, powerlifting and yeah, certainly in your experience in Scotland. Yeah, there, there, there's a mix. So there, there's lots of um, obviously the the male coaches and and the how I'm surrounded with um, kind of the historical kind of um, I guess the the progression. It, it's a lot of the older weightlifters that are now coaches, but a lot of the the younger um, I guess CrossFit influence community are, are coaching and they're strong and they're powerful and it's it's been absolutely amazing and I've seen that transition over the last eight years or so so um yeah I have I have noticed a a massive difference and it's really um empowering to you know to see women in in um the sport coaching and and you know influencing other women to to progress brilliant I think that uh, sport in general across the board is uh, increasing its prominence for you know the female participation for sure, and uh, certainly within the UK you you see quite a lot of top, top teams you know competing Commonwealth Olympic level and doing really well. So uh, it's it's great for you to share your experiences of um, of weightlifting with us today. It's really good. Um, it, it would be remiss of me to not mention your your involvement in the Commonwealth Games 2018 in, in the Gold Coast. Uh, that must have been an amazing experience for you. Tell us what that was like. Oh my goodness. It was absolutely incredible. The athletes village really stands out for me. Um, so you're in this kind of, I guess, exclusive, it's almost like a holiday resort. You've got floor to ceiling food, anything that you can imagine. Like my favorite food is pickles. And I was able to have pickles for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, midnight snack. There was vending machines with like Gatorade and Powerade and 
coffee nonstop. You'd have like smoked meats and barbecue and like any any food you can imagine. And for me, that's that's <laughs> one of the big things that stood out for me. And it probably because with weightlifting, you need to be really careful with mm-hmm. your your body weight. So I had to be under fifty uh, eight kilos to compete. So okay. I'm looking at all of this amazing food, and and you know I can't eat it, but I was just kind of taking in the atmosphere, and then. You know, walking down the the athlete village streets, and you're seeing all of your your heroes, your sporting heroes, mm. and you're just like, this is absolutely amazing. Like Usain Bolt was there because he was the DJ um, for the closing ceremonies. Like it was, it was just, it was incredible. And then being on the stage, honestly, it was just, I enjoyed absolutely every minute of it. You know, the the atmosphere was packed. Um, there are thousands of people in there and, you know, everybody wants you to succeed. And, you know, it's, it was just the most amazing experience. And, you know, three years on, I'm still kind of riding that, um, achievement wave. Um, but what I, what I've been doing as well in the background is, you know, pandemic aside, um, I'm, I'm still kind of talking to schools about my journey and, and about being a female weightlifter and, the stereotypes and nutrition and resilience and, and all of the beautiful things that <laughs> that are involved um, with being a, a successful weightlifter. So I, I, I love having having opportunities like this to, to be able to, to talk them through and, and share my experience. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. I think um, it, it's great that you're doing that and going into schools and, and talking to children, young people about your experiences. And I'm sure you're inspiring the next generation, which is uh, which is fabulous. So I'd like to congratulate you on that. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, just wondering about, we talked earlier about being nervous joining Stephen's basketball session. You know, how, how does that correlate to, to getting up on the Commonwealth stage and, and having to lift some weights for uh, at that level? How, how does that work? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll share something with you that I, I don't normally talk about. Um, so even after all of these things that I've accomplished, um, you know, I've made the Commonwealth Games for weightlifting. I've, I hold a senior leader post within HMRC and debt management. I, I do suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, and if anyone isn't familiar with it, um, there's a really interesting TED Talk video on YouTube, which I would highly recommend. Um, it, it, Amy Cuddy delivers it. Uh, and she talks really about how she's dealt with her imposter syndrome and, and how she has grown over time really just to influence others and, and overcome their internal battles, which deals with, with doubting your own skills, your own abilities, and even your own accomplishments. So mm-hmm. the research I've done recently shows that, you know, women suffer from this disproportionately to men. Mm-hmm. And it, it has a massive impact on, on your career and your mental health and your confidence and, and, and really kind of feel that you're maybe undeserving of the success that you've had. And I, I suffer from that to, to a certain degree. Okay. Um, and suffering from this and, and actually hearing stories from other really successful women that, you know, have exposed a little bit of, of their vulnerable side. And, and, you know, you'd think, no way, like they're so confident, they're so successful. Mm-hmm. How can they be feeling that way? Um, and I'm feeling that way as well. So, and for me, it's, it's made like that's made me a little bit more reflective. And I think, you know what, wait a minute, I've earned this. I've earned this job. I've earned this achievement of title and, you know, everything. And I've worked really hard for it. So absolutely deserving of it. Um, No, I've been working really hard kind of on 
positive self-talk to help me believe in myself. And, you know, as a manager at HMRC, I'm a big advocate of this and, and building confidence in my teams as well. And a lot of this I've learned kind of from other female positive role models in my life. And, and in particular, my current manager, Noreen Carter, um, she's given me all kinds of support and pushed me to do things and the workplace that I never thought I'd be capable of. And my old manager, Jane Henderson Hamilton, if you don't mind me name dropping, but really these these people have taught me like, you know, um, kindness and and leadership and, and, you know, what, you know, when you're, um, you have managers believing in yourself and your abilities and, and, and do, you can do magical things and it removes some of our internal barriers that we didn't know we'd set for ourselves And, Mm. For me, like especially International Women's Day, it's about reflecting on our positive female role models in our in our lives and and how they've really helped influence our own lives and, and set our future direction. And w- the question that you'd ask kind of brings back, you know, how did where you are now um, with your confidence, you know, and how that relates back to when you first started. You know, my confidence levels have, have been absolutely, you know, they're, they're were very low at the start and they're a little bit higher now and you know events like cssc sporting it makes me you know go out there and try and and come out of my comfort zone a little bit um and it all all of these things really help um and building big social networks and people cheering you on and things has really helped wow really really well really interesting story there julie i think we you know we see people who are successful in sport and successful in the workplace and Sometimes we don't uh, appreciate that there's there's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes internally. Mm. So I really appreciate you sharing that uh, that with us today. It's really interesting, and I think it's important that you you mention people that have uh, had an influence on you. So so the, those people in the workplace. So I hope they're listening today, and uh, I hope they 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 feel proud of what they've achieved as well. So that's that's amazing. Um, before we move on, Jodie, I, I wanted to just stay on the Commonwealth Games for a little moment. Um, obviously. 2022 is in Birmingham. What's the plans? Yeah, so I am training incredibly hard for that right now. And um, CSSC supported me. Um, I've I've been in receipt of the Elite Competitors Fund, so it allows me to train from home. And I'm super lucky at at the moment that I have that training equipment at home. Um, But throughout the pandemic, I think, you know, obviously – it's completely disrupted everything that we do and it's turned our world completely upside down. And for me, I've had a promotion and it's meant a change in job and building a new team from scratch and, and kind of really driving some, some changes within um, debt management throughout the pandemic. And I, I guess on top of all this, I'm trying to balance my training as well and, and preparing for the the next games i'm still yet to qualify the qualification window is only just opened and for birmingham for me i used to work there so it's going to be a home games for me so Mm. i'm really excited about the prospect of competing there um so fingers and toes crossed that that i do make it um but I guess over the pandemic, I've really struggled with getting a proper training routine and, you know, everything's been turned upside down. Um, I, before the pandemic, I would train twice a day. I would eat really healthy. I had face-to-face contact with my coaches. I had my friends in the gym. So, you, you know, it was really good atmosphere, really motivating for me. Um, and then we entered lockdown. Everything changed. Gyms closed. Work got busier. 
the summer was great. Um, but then, you know, the cold weather sat, um, started to set in. And, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to train at home. Um, I have a decent set of equipment to use. And I, 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 again, I've been super grateful for this. But I really lacked motivation this year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's dark, it's cold. There's no heating in my little shed. So lifting weights in minus five doesn't really do your body <laughs> any favors, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess like with the lockdown after lockdown and, and so much uncertainty and, you know, no competitions in the calendar, um, like my weight started to creep up a little bit and, and training became more damage control than strategic. Mm -hmm. So I really struggled with the, with the lockdown. And, and um, now there's obviously positive news with, with the vaccines and everything. And that we've got some qualifying competitions in the window now we've got dates in the calendar and i found it like i've got a real uh newfound rigor for for training and i've really started to focus on my next goal which will be to qualify for the yeah. games i'm certainly probably the hardest worker out there so yeah it'll take me a lot to um you know not you know get make this goal really because it, it, it's certainly yeah. something that that's on my my agenda for this year well, we certainly wish you luck with that. And um, I think it's, that's really interesting. Again, you've given us an insight into sort of what it's like to be a, you know, international athlete uh, who's juggling, you know, uh, you know, a high pressure job as well at a at high level. And it just gives people an insight into sort of the, the commitment and dedication that it takes to not only sort of succeed in your sport, but obviously to succeed in the workplace as well. So it sounds like you've, you've got some challenges, which I'm sure, you know, lots of people have, but you you're balancing those and you and you come into terms of them. So, um, well done, and you know definitely wish you well. And it's interesting to hear that CSC has played a part in that as well in in terms of sort of building your confidence. It's really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just wanted to mention as well. Obviously, you know your success in being the recipient of the 2019 CSC Sports Person of the Year. Um, how did that make you feel? What was that like? That was amazing. There's so many wonderful athletes across CSSC. Um, it, it, you know, it, for, for me to be recognized for that is really lovely. Um, and actually, the, you know, the whole ceremony of receiving that trophy and, and meeting all of the, the you know, volunteers and, and the, the people that work in CSSC and the other members was, was absolutely amazing for me. Yeah. Um, it was really rewarding. You know, you felt like an absolute celebrity when you were... Um, <laughs> At the event so thank you very much for that yeah no well done congratulations um jody i'm just gonna sort of fetch things to a close now before i do i just wanted to ask you one more question um i think we've got a really good idea about you as a person now when your involvement with cssc and, and you as a commonwealth athlete um as someone who's performed on the international sporting stage and someone who's a, a successful civil servant what would be your message to other women out there on International Women's Day about uh, about all of the success that you've had? So my advice would be is, is try and come out of your comfort zone. I think, you know, we set, you know, intrinsic barriers for ourselves. You know, you think, well, once I get to this stage, I'll be happy. I I'm there. But actually, we're setting internal barriers that we don't need to be setting. Um, I think we always, once we achieve something, we, we should already be starting to look at the next step. Like what's next, what's next, what's next? Um, because by, if you don't do that, you're, you're, you're putting that, those limitations on yourself that don't really need to be there. Um, I, I mean, with weightlifting, I do things every single day that I never thought I'd be able to do. Who would have thought I put a hundred kilos over my head, you know, um, 
whoever thought I'd put 50 kilos over my head. So, you know, you just keep pushing yourself, being uncomfortable, believe in yourself. Um, and, and really for me, that's kind of the biggest message, I think. Um, and, you know, I, I, whether it's sport or whether it's in life or, or whether it's in, in the workplace, you take some risks um, and who knows what you might be able to achieve. Brilliant. Jodie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Um, you're clearly a, an inspiration for, for everyone out there. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys listening to you today. We certainly got a better understanding of, of Jodie Hughes um, and, the, and the life that you lead. So we wish you well uh, in everything that you do. Uh, we'll certainly be keeping an eye out for you, uh, hoping you qualify for the Commonwealth Games. And we're hoping to see you at some CSC events in the near future as well. Lovely. Thank you very much for the opportunity today. Thanks, Jodie. For more stories from CSSC's past, please visit cssc.co.uk.